0: Um, I'm Emma. I've had experience with full-service sex work, um, which could be a trigger warning for like abuse, some sexual abuse um, that I might have experienced, and um, I currently work in abortion, so there would be a trigger warning for that.
1: Well, thank you, Emma, for uh, joining my podcast and talking about your life experiences. I must start off by saying I think I'm pretty ignorant about a lot of these <laughs> topics, which Perhaps it's more the reason to talk about it, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So um, where shall we begin? Which, um, I guess, which period in your life did your Um, experience start with all of this?
0: I guess with sex work, um, I grew up pretty religiously. I grew up in a very conservative part of the country. Um, So I was taught like no sex before marriage and all that stuff. Um, But once I got into college, I sort of didn't do that. Like, I didn't adhere to that or anything. Um, How I got into sex work is kind of weird um, because I really like to have casual sex. So um, one day I was like going through the the, um, personal section of Craigslist and I like to meet with like businessmen that were just kind of staying for the the weekend or whatever because I wouldn't have to like meet them again. And um, one of them kept asking me, like how much money I needed for cab fare. And I was like, eh, don't worry about that. I have a bus pass. And um, so I met with him and we like had sex. And then he's like, well, your cab fare is on the, on the dresser. So I took it. I think he gave me like 20 or 30 bucks. And then like, I went outside and I went to a food cart and I realized he gave me $150. <laughs> um, so- and at that time I was working a retail job and I wasn't making very much money. I was barely making rent. So I went home and I told my roommate about that experience. And I was like, how would you feel if I started doing this for real? Cause Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) it just sort of like, maybe go like, wow like I could actually do this. And I knew other people who were sex workers. So that was sort of how it began.
1: (laughs) So so before people use Tinder, they used Craigslist?
0: It's not not open anymore, the personal section of Craigslist. But yeah, I used to go on like casual encounters and just like look for dudes to fuck.
1: isn't isn't it a little bit like dangerous though like
0: uh... it definitely can be I would meet them at first like in like the hotel lobby I always told my roommate where I was going but Mm -hmm. like if people are out of town they're usually not looking for you know craziness if that makes sense they're usually a pretty safe bet I actually never had like a danger experience when I like slept with men for free
1: (laughs) Hmm. which I'm grateful for I mean that's it, it, that's interesting, but um, I mean it went so fast. From um, you said you grew up religious, and um, I know
0: I, I don't know how to like,
1: exp- yeah. but uh,
0: like I said, I'm not good at telling if, my story. If, <laughs> if, if if
1: I if I assess your story, um, I mean the way you tell it, it doesn't sound like it, it took you much to change your mind. Or...
0: Well, the the thing that happened was um, when I was in high school and college, I had a very religious boyfriend
2: mm-hmm. who was
0: also very abusive. And um, I waited to have sex until he basically like pressured me into it. And I thought it was going to really change how I like not being a virgin anymore, I thought would really change how I felt. And then we had sex and I didn't feel any different. And it was just really weird because I was told all throughout like high school that like hmm, how dirty it made you and how like much it would change you. And like, I felt no different at all.
1: Hmm. I mean, it's and
0: like, and after I broke up with him, I was able to like come out as being bisexual and like, I was able to, Actually, kind of think more for myself and what my values actually were.
1: Mm-hmm. So, how, so here is maybe maybe it's already a personal question. Very early at the beginning of the episode, but <laughs> what what are your what are your values when like, it like comes to sex? I wonder. Is it like I,
0: um, I like to have casual sex. Um, I don't like to have it when I'm in like a bad mood or anything because I like to do it for myself more than for like attention. Mm-hmm. But I feel like as long as I can talk to the person beforehand and we, and we both feel good about it, that it's fine.
1: I mean, that makes sense, I think. I don't think that's totally unreasonable.
0: Yeah. I think
1: my attitude is a little bit similar, although maybe I'm a little bit more conservative, I guess, with, uh, you know, just random. A, I tend to be careful, but it, I mean... I think that i don't disagree with your opinion makes sense to me in a way like it's not hurting anyone and if if, yeah. two, if two people want it why not you know you like, yeah, and i
0: also i also don't think that you should have random casual sex if you're not comfortable with it because that doesn't make anyone feel good that's
1: true and i think that often happens because people are maybe socially pressured into doing it sex is weird when it comes to social pressure because there's people who are pressuring you into not doing it because it's like sinful or or immoral. But then there's also people who do pressure you into having sex because not having it, it also makes you an outcast. So like, who are you supposed to listen to, you know?
0: Well, I also think that a lot of people do it for att- not attention, but like to feel validated. Like if they don't do it with someone, that person might not like them anymore. Mm. And that's not good either. So I think it should be because you want to do it. Like it should come from yourself.
1: I think it makes sense, yeah. So at this point, uh, let's, let's go back to your, like your, your life story. Yeah. How old are you at this age?
0: Um, when I started sex work, I was 22.
1: Okay. That's is is that early? I don't know how old most people get into it.
0: Um, I mean, it's pretty, in my opinion, it's pretty young because like your brain is not fully developed yet. Like you're not that 22 is not an adult. I do think that it's young. Um, some people start when they're 18, mm-hmm. um, Whatever people got to do, but um, I'm kind of glad I waited until I was 22, just because I feel like I had more life experience.
1: Mm-hmm. And and how did it go from there?
0: I just started like going on Craigslist, and like like the first couple of months were just kind of crazy because I didn't, I didn't, I knew that I knew people that were sex workers, but I didn't know how to like talk to them because I also didn't want to like ask everyone for advice, so like. I didn't quite know how to set boundaries Mm -hmm. as far as like things I was and wasn't comfortable with yet. And like, I definitely let people waste my time more, but like, once I got more like comfortable with it, I started, I got into a groove.
1: Into a groove.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Of like what people expected from me and all Uh, that, like how to ask people for money up
1: front. So in my, but you know, in my opinion, if I were to do that kind of work, which, I mean, it just, I'm just trying to imagine myself in your position, but I think I would be terrified in a way, because, you know, you have uh, I don't know what to expect from strangers, especially men. How do you deal with that? Aren't you sometimes like like I'm, t- I'm not being judgmental, but at the same time, I've had uh, encounters with especially some men in my life who I know visit uh, prostitutes, and let's say that they weren't you know, sometimes they weren't the most nicest kind of people. Now, maybe I'm generalizing people here, not saying that everyone who uses uh, sex workers' services is automatically a creep. But let's say that there was a little bit of overlap. Because I noticed some people, they kind of, I don't know. How do you put that into words? Do, do you think that you, your customers, at least sometimes, the people you run into are... I, can they be scary? Because that's what I wonder. I mean,
0: sometimes, most of the time, they're just like regular guys. Um, one thing that I would do, though, is I would text my roommate in front of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So like that they knew that like someone was home, like waiting for me,
2: mm-hmm.
0: basically, because I would always text like, hey, I'm here at the hotel in front of them to my roommate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I would let them know. I'd be like, oh, I'm just like checking in with my friend.
1: So they know that you're not alone.
0: Yeah. And um, I did have a boyfriend for a lot of my sex work career. And so like, if they would ask if I had a boyfriend, I would say yes. And even before I had a boyfriend, I would always say yes. Because it makes, makes it look sense. like someone cares about you. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, is it do you think it's a stereotype that um, I guess men who who use their are are creepy? Is that
0: I think it is because I feel like more men than will admit you sex worker services. Hmm. And most of them are just normal. A lot of them are just dudes that are cheating on their wives, which is not good. But oh they're not gosh. creepy. They're just scumbags, you know?
1: <laughs> well, <I'm>, okay. <laughs> they're not creepy. They're, they're scumbags. Yeah, but. Well.
0: You know, they're just cheaters. <laughs> hmm. But they'll act appropriately and friendly towards me. So.
1: That makes sense. In a way. I don't know. I'm just curious because i have no idea what to imagine i mean I, people
0: who buy sex work services come from all walks of life i've slept with like deacons and people who are like jail wardens and people who run like unions mm-hmm. so they come from all walks i've slept with people who are men's rights activists and want to talk to me about that
1: mm. that's interesting that's
2: <laughs> obnoxious
1: so um so another question, I know in a lot of countries uh, it is not legalized. Is it legalized where you live?
0: It is not. Um. Whoa. It's illegal.
1: So I mean, actually in a, where I live in the Netherlands it's legal, you know. You I wish to, it
0: was dec- I wish it was decriminalized here. I'm not for legalization because legalization puts a lot of constraints on it and it doesn't, it wouldn't help someone like me who's fat and wouldn't get hired at a brothel. And it doesn't help people who work on the streets who would also never get hired by a brothel. And mm-hmm. brothels like just give money to men. <laughs> so I'd rather keep all the money for myself. And if you decriminalize it, then what I'm doing is not illegal, but there's also not a bunch of regulations.
1: So how, how do you deal with that? The fact that it's um, it's illegal then? I wonder.
0: Um. I don't know how to explain it there's a lot of code words that people use however like none of it is legally defensible if a cop were to meet me like the fact that we exchange money and i'm gonna have sex with you would have gotten me arrested if someone wanted to arrest me mm-hmm. is sort of like the long and short of it um however i was pretty protected i was using craigslist and, Backpage mm-hmm. and I knew where the hotels were, where were, um, cops did stings. I did a lot of work out of my apartment. So like, I also made people give me real cell phone numbers. I would screen everyone's number and make sure it wasn't like voice over IP. So you just do what you kind of can to make sure they're not on blacklists or that it's not just like a weird fake number.
1: Well, mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to imagine because um, the basic, if you're, if you're making your living with something that's technically forbidden are aren't they going to ask questions like the government like hey how are you earning your income or they don't care
0: um no, they don't they did not seem to care whenever i was doing it um i also wasn't making like a ton of money so i wasn't broke or anything but like i make probably about as much as i make now at my normal job because i wasn't super high volume and i'm also I have a niche so I can charge a little bit more but I don't have as many customers as someone who would be like a normal weight and also like I don't shave so like a lot of people don't like that but also a lot of people do so hmm.
2: I mean, that was like that's my
0: niches I like to see men over 30 because they have money and family so they won't give me trouble but men like older men are like used to older pornography to where people have pubic hair so that's like my thing is like i have a i have a bush and armpit hair
1: <laughs> really Are you, yeah you think it's older men who like that more That's interesting. yeah it's funny um i never my, thought about it but uh, my
0: ex it's funny when i first started sex work i shaved everything and my ex told me that i should start growing out my pubic hair oh. a- and once i did i got way more like way more customers and way more repeat customers and um I had a client who asked me to stop shaving for a month and he would give me like extra money. And like during the month when I stopped shaving my armpits, I had way more people interested in me. So I just stopped.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> it's crazy.
1: There's a fetish for everything. So that's, yeah. that's good it also makes me not look straight. So I like it. <laughs> Man. I'm I've already learned so much new new in this short time. <laughs> I never. Also, I'm sorry. I hope I'm not being too
0: blunt. I'm really I no, like I'm no, 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 no. When I talk about sex work,
1: because I'm you're, you're not being too blunt. You know, usually, usually I'm the the blunt one in this podcast. So it's refresh, <laughs> it's refreshing to have someone else be the blunt one. <laughs> I personally, I I don't think that um this kind of stuff for me is not taboo, but at the same time, I don't think I'm very educated about it. So. If sometimes if I start giggling, if you're talking about something yeah, it's like It's okay this. to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because
0: also like some sometimes it's silly. Like sometimes like the stories I tell are silly. Like mm. I had a lot of fun. Like it was a very dark period of my life. Um, the reason I started to do sex work really was because I was in retail. I wasn't getting the hours I wanted, but I had also dropped out of school because I sort mm. of had like a nervous breakdown. So I just wasn't really in a place in my life to where I could get like a real job that would support me. If that so, makes sense
1: so you do consider it a, a dark place in your life
0: <laughs> um just mental health wise okay. um i had undiagnosed agoraphobia and i couldn't understand like why i would randomly have panic attacks in like grocery stores and stuff
2: mm-hmm. so like
0: yeah also like my first boyfriend caused me a lot of um like self-image issues for several years after i broke up with him <laughs>
1: But it didn't stop so. you from from doing that type of work?
0: No, it's weird. Um, My first boyfriend did not like how I looked at all. Um, He doesn't like overweight people, which is weird because he is the one who asked me out. But um, I went, like, I hated my body very, very much when I was with him. Mm-hmm. And so, like, after I left, I was just like, I can't, like, feel this way anymore. So I sort of faked it until I made it. And then when I felt comfortable enough to start, like, having a lot of casual sex like I was so surprised at how receptive people were like and I'm like oh I guess I am hot you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean
1: I would imagine like if you have at least a negative body image it would be terrifying to get into something like this yeah um
0: I was over it by the time I was a sex worker
1: so so I guess it helped you get over it in a way
0: I think all the casual sex helped
1: (laughs) first Mm so i mean and um so this time you were you were 22 and you did it from 22 until you were
0: um until about 2018 so Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i don't how old was i i guess around 29 i did it for about i did it for a very long time how come how
1: come you decided to quit that i wonder
0: um so Backpage got shut down because of a law called FOSTA-SESTA, which was holding websites accountable for stuff that their their people posted.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they were saying that Backpage is helping traffic. So Backpage got shut down. So I was relying on regulars and um, I just wasn't making as much money as I wanted. And I actually volunteered at an abortion clinic
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they hired me. And so I still do sex work kind of, it's more like on the side to supplement my income. I use a lot of my sex work money to do like fun stuff, if that makes sense. Like I buy a lot of spiders with my hooker money. (laughs) Uh,
1: Spiders.
0: (laughs) Yes. I love my tarantulas. The first tarantula I bought, um, I used it with money that a client gave me. And I told him that I was going to buy the tarantula and he still asks about her. So.
1: (laughs) Get yourself a tarantula sugar daddy. And. um one thing I, I I was kind of uh, wondering is, um, you know, were you were you ever concerned about I guess being arrested or I mean I don't even know how harsh the punishment is if you get caught doing stuff like this. To me, it sounds really difficult to have to live a life that you have to keep so I guess secret or.
0: That was like um kind of depressing. Being arrested, it depends. Um, if it's part of a sting, they'll try to hit you with other stuff. Like if you have drugs on you. Mm-hmm. Um, I was never super concerned because I felt like I was pretty safe. I had one person who pretended to be a cop, and that was pretty scary. Um, oh. when I first started doing sex work, uh, my roommate at the time was fine with me doing sex work, but he was like, "Could you please not do it in the house?" Because in our state. Legally, if you're doing sex work in a house, it's considered a brothel. And if I help pay rent, I'm helping you live off of the wages of prostitution. So that can like fuck over someone that you live with. So I didn't do it in his house. I would do it either at like a hotel somewhere or I would do it like in a car if you just wanted like a blow job. And um, so I met, I wouldn't meet them like on the street. I would meet them online um, if that makes sense. And this one person, I met him and he took me to a place That I was like this is a good place to do this and he was like I gave him the blowjob and he came and then he was like I'm a cop if you don't make me come again I'm going to arrest you and I'm a very (laughs) nervous person
1: it's so weird
0: Um, I'm like a really nervous person who like has anxiety (laughs) attacks I'm also autistic Um, so I'm usually not good at handling situations but for some reason right then I was I was a G Um, I was like well if you're a cop you're going to arrest me anyway so I was like, so you might as well just arrest me now because I wasn't gonna do it again because I was
1: mean, I was, I was very fearful. Pretty sure you're you're supposed to arrest them before you get to blow well, job, cops fuck, so.
0: well cops fuck people all the time. Like the city that I'm from, um the S the S V E unit calls it the lying bitches unit. Yeah. So like
1: yeah. they rape hookers all the time and then charge them for it. I mean, getting a blowjob and then threatening to arrest someone. Yeah. But um, like, he
0: wasn't he wasn't a cop, so yeah.
1: <laughs> You just dropped me off. <laughs> that, that's like snorting all the coke that you take from a drug lord before you arrest him. Like, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not going to work. But uh.
0: yeah. And the only times I've really been scared has been like clients that would bring, if I was hosting, like clients would randomly bring guns. What? And I'm not comfortable. Like, they'd be responsible gun owners who have permits and everything. However, I don't want it in my house. I'm not comfortable with guns. Um, I'd rather you leave it in your truck. <laughs>
1: It sounds, so, it sounds so much like the wild west in a way
0: <laughs> well i'm from a big city so there are a lot of people like a lot of the, a lot of my regulars are business owners so it makes sense for them to carry guns
1: did you However, own a gun have, for self-defense
0: i do not but i grew up in a really rural area so i know how to like shoot and everything i'm just i don't want a gun
1: <laughs> Oh i'm surprised I, I think if i was in your position i would i'm not i'm not like uh one of those people who is uh who thinks it's cool to carry around a gun everywhere for safety? I think that's in a way maybe that's even a bit psychopathic. But if I if I did your type of work, you know, it makes you very vulnerable. I think I would I would hide one somewhere because you never know. You're right. Does that yeah. make sense? I or am I, I don't have guns
0: that are sex workers. I'm just and I understand it. I just um with my mental health, I don't want to have a gun.
1: That's dark, but it makes sense. I think yeah. I understand. Look,
0: and i'm fine just so you don't just so everyone knows i'm fine um, it's just you know when you have depression like you have little moments like bad yeah. nights and everything you know
1: i mean even if you have to even if you do experience that kind of stuff um in a way it doesn't i mean it doesn't make you quote unquote fine but it also i didn't think it makes you worthy of being judged anyway so oh no so yeah, I was just kind of curious about that because for me it's like a, a totally different world. I think.
0: Yeah, so. I like I said, I do miss it sometimes, like having a normal job, to where like I talk to people and they come, like the, someone will complain about having to do something at work, and I'm just like, I used to suck dick, like I used to suck old guys' dicks to make nah. my rent. I don't understand when you're complaining, like, are, but I can't you... say that to people.
1: What <laughs> one, one thing that surprises me is, uh, aren't you? Grossed out by. I mean, I wouldn't be able to be sexual with just about anyone. Like I would feel grossed out.
0: I think it's easier when you're a girl. Um, because you can just sort of if you're just like the receptacle for sex, I'm gonna be like very, very blunt with you. Um, (laughs) you can just fake a lot of stuff. I would pre-lube. Um, before a client would come over and they'd be like oh my gosh like by the time we're done like making it out or I'm touching him he would touch me and he'd be like oh you're so wet and I'm not Uh, wet I have lube up there Um, I just
1: I just (laughs) peed (laughs)
0: no it's just like it's I'm all (laughs) wet Um, it's easy to fake when you're a girl also though like part like I didn't like every single client I had but like I do like fucking random men so like there would always be like a part that I liked as long as they weren't like super gross (laughs)
1: You're wild. <laughs> I know. You're wild, but I, I wouldn't. I don't know. I just wouldn't be able to. Maybe, i maybe I'm, I'm picky. Okay, but like, I don't, I don't think know. You should then, <laughs> if, if, if some random, in my case, uh, I guess, woman came to my house and you were like, yeah, you're going to have to touch her. I don't know. It would help if she were attractive, but like, they're still strangers. And strangers' bodies. I don't know. It's kind of, in a way, I, I think I would be. Gross out maybe especially if it's people you're not attracted to or
0: well this is why i kind of get annoyed by people who are like i want to sell my feet pics and have a sugar daddy i don't have to fuck and i'm like i've had to fuck 75 year old men
1: who are oh, gross, 75 covered
2: years?
0: i've fucked some really old guys bart
1: <laughs> oh my gosh I... what's the oldest that you've had
0: he was in his 80s his he um <laughs> was really nice he was actually in the drug trial for viagra and told me all about it back when viagra was a heart pill (laughs) because i was talking to him about how i would do like like surveys where you would go like into these groups and you would like test out like grape juice and give them like feedback on it he's like oh i used to do like Uh, research hmm. too but for like medicine he's like i used viagra for like for his heart but he but then they found out that it made him like have a boner Oh. But I can't tell that story to many people because the age does not make sense. Because <laughs> he was like in his eighties.
1: Wow. So, did you were were you attracted to him or?
0: I, I, I'm not physically attracted to a lot of my clients, but he was really fun to talk to.
1: But how do you do it if you're not uh, like physically attracted to someone? Do you even enjoy it then? Or
0: I don't enjoy it, the physical sensation if that makes sense. Like having a penis in you when you want it feels a lot different than having a penis in you when you're just doing it for sex work.
1: That makes sense but but it, it doesn't disturb you either or?
0: No um the money helps <laughs> if that makes sense. Hmm. It feels like a job and it felt like a job that I only had to do like once a day and I would be able to make my rent. mm
1: mm-hmm. I was wondering because you said you you and you said you enjoy having a sex with a lot of strangers but I was like are you
0: Sometimes I would ha- very rarely but sometimes I would be like I can't believe I'm getting paid to get like railed like this Like I'd be like I can't believe I'm getting paid and I'm like having orgasms but other times it would be like I'm sucking this old dude's dick and it won't get hard because he's a million years old <laughs> and I have to pretend that I'm not like frustrated
2: with it mm-hmm. so
1: I mean, do you think that um, do you think that compared to like the average person or average woman, you were, I guess, attracted to a broader range of people, or is it the same?
0: I th- I think I'm attracted to a pretty broad range of people.
1: Hmm. I mean, that's that's what like I was getting from your story because I know that there's people you're not attracted to. You you can't be attracted to every customer, but if you like enjoy most of it. You, I think that you are, are attracted to them more than average, if that makes sense? Or am I saying bullshit? I,
0: I definitely think so. I've talked with other sex workers, and a lot of them really just, they like the money and they, they're not complaining about it or anything, but like, they really don't physically like fucking clients or, you know, doing that kind of thing. But they're like, it's not a bad job, but like, they don't like it sexually. And sometimes I'm like, I love sucking dick. Like, ah, <laughs> like... <laughs>
1: Oh my God. I mean, hey, everyone, everyone needs a hobby, right? I guess. <laughs> I Turn like your it. hobby
0: into a, a money-making scheme.
1: <laughs> I mean, why not? Why not? Um, um, I
0: did meet my boyfriend through sex work, um, but I met him like within the first six months of me doing it.
1: Right. So um, he, he was your customer?
0: He was a customer, um, but he is very charming and very charismatic. And so I hung out with him, I think four or five times and we were really like, he would pay for an hour and we would hang out for much longer than that. Yeah. And like my roommate would constantly be texting me and I'd be like, I'm fine. I'm good. Like this, fu- this person's nice. And then eventually he's like, I don't want to pay anymore to hang out with you. And if you don't want to hang out anymore, I understand. And I was like, no, I actually do kind of want to hang out. And then we sort of yeah. lost him from there. But like the first like real date that we went on, I was just, I sort of laid everything out. I was like, I'm not going to quit doing this. I'm still sleeping with other people like outside of sex work and like that would be how this relationship works and he was like completely cool with it (laughs) so and And he never said anything weird about me being a sex worker he was very encouraging he was really nice about it
1: i mean he was your customer he he literally can't judge well
0: here's the thing a lot of customers do judge Really? They'd be, like, I would, they'd be like, I would never, I would never want my daughter to be a sex worker. Or like, if I found out my wife was doing this, like I'd freak. And I'm like, you were literally cheating on her.
1: <laughs> wow. But people are funny. So I guess it means there's, there's still men that uh, don't see it, it did, as a problem.
0: It did make me decide I don't want to date men anymore. Really? Yeah.
1: Um, I'm I'm good. <laughs> You've seen the dark side. eh?
0: Well, like even like the nice ones were still cheating on their partners. Like even the ones I really got along with and I was like, oh, we we could have been friends. Like if I hadn't met you in this capacity, they were still cheating on their partners.
1: So do you think cheating is more common in men than women?
0: I don't think it is. I definitely think them buying sex workers is a lot more common than women. Okay. But I think that's probably because it's easier for women to find sex. The casual sex than men
1: mm, yeah that, that makes sense i think yeah mm-hmm. and um i guess in all these years of of doing it um i mean you've you must have been in some crazy situations i think or isn't there anything that's i guess i don't know scared you away from doing it or
0: um there was a time where i with like the first year of sex work i did some really stupid stuff like decisions that i made with like the information i gave out and i gave a client my real number and he had an iphone and i had an iphone and his messages went to the ipad and his wife found them oh so, no way yeah really? so what happened so she called me and was like i know where you live um and i know who your landlord is and you have to tell me everything that happened or like i'm gonna tell him so i told her i was like i slept with your husband it lasted like 10 minutes and then I didn't ever see him again. And I didn't hear from her for about six months. And then she called me again because she's like, you gave my husband herpes. And what I couldn't say to her was, your husband's been cheating on you. And he'll only admit to me because <laughs> I don't have herpes. But um, from that point, she like filed a police report against me. Um, oh. She went to my house and like carved whorehouse here into my door, but like with a, with key, So you couldn't really see it. So like my partner just sort of covered it up. But um, I had to, like, collect all of her information because she's like, I'm going to expose you to, like, your landlord and everything. And I was like, if I'm going to get kicked out of my house, I'm going to ruin your life, too. Because what I was going to do was I was going to send pictures <laughs> to all of her her and his neighbors of me in a bikini and being like, this is who this guy fucks. Because, like, I found out, like, where she lived and where he lived and, like, where they oh my worked. God. No, because I was like, if you're really going to, like, do this and fuck my life up, like, I don't have a not that I don't have a family but like I didn't have kids and I wasn't married I was like you have way more to lose in this situation than I do like Mm -hmm. I can find another place to live but like some of your kids are in college so I will be contacting them but I didn't have to do that (laughs) she like
1: left me alone that's (laughs) nice though yeah so that
0: was pretty crazy I thought about her every day for like years and years I was so that was it did actually really shake me up
1: it's I do think it's nasty when people get cheated on and then and then they blame the the other person, like because especially, especially if especially the other person is single or a sex worker, like blame your fucking husband, right?
0: Well, and the stupid the stupidest thing that she did was a, like at one point she texted me and she demanded me to give the money back for the fee that he paid, and I was like, "You're so stupid." I have in text that you're extorting me. She's like, "If you don't give me this money back, I'm gonna do this," and I'm like, "Thank God you said that, bitch!" Like. <laughs> So like I said, nothing actually came of it, but that was pretty crazy. I
1: was extremely stressed out. I mean, it was probably just blind rage or shock, right? It does weird things to people. Not to justify it, by the way, I don't justify it, but like, in a a way, maybe she come to her senses over time, hopefully.
0: I'd be, if my partner cheated on me, which my partner did end up cheating on me and that's why I don't, we're not together anymore. It is very hurtful. Sorry, I hit my mic. It is very hurtful. However, it's not the other. If you're not in a relationship with that other person, it's not that other person's fault. Is my feeling?
1: Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. Like, I don't know why so many people make this uh, that mistake. I guess maybe they still well
0: because they still want to be with their shitty ass partner at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, maybe they're they <laughs> like in denial that their partner did something wrong, and they're like, "Oh, it must be there. all oh, the." Well, partner. that's the
0: other thing when people get mad at me for being sex work and like leading husbands astray. I don't go out and say like. Pussy for sale, everyone, who wants pussy? Um, like they have to go to like a specific website that advertises yeah. sex work. Like I'm not on Instagram and Facebook being like, hey pussy boys.
1: Pussyforsale.com. How, <laughs> yeah. how do these old men even find you? Like if there's some boomer using a fax machine, like, oh, who has some pussy? Or, uh,
0: so here's, whenever people ask me for how to sex work on how to become a, or advice on how to become a sex worker, what I tell them like, and what websites to advertise on, I tell them to just Google escort your city So it'd be like escort New York city or escort Portland and see what websites pop up because your boomer, your boomer um, clients, that's how they're going to find you. Mm. Like don't go on the newest website, (laughs) go on like the one that pops up when you Google it.
1: Just, um, I don't know. know We
0: have have less than a minute.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. 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 We should make a new zoom call. We are using the free version of zoom. So every 40 minutes, I'll make a new call, right? So we can, we can continue the conversation. Okay. Be right back. Be right back. Testing, testing, Are we back.
0: Oh, can you hear me?
1: Yes, I can hear you. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, to anyone who is listening and wondering why there was an interruption, I'm using the free version of Zoom, which has a 40 minute limit, unfortunately. So every 40 minutes, we're forced to take a break because we have to make a new meeting. It's not a big problem. Guess I'm too cheap to buy the business version for like $11 per month. Anyway, where did we leave off? Let's uh, continue talking about your life. So yeah, <clears throat> I must say it's the first time um I've uh, talked about this subject so openly with anyone. Um, first of all, I think my attitude when it comes to sex work, sex work is, <clears throat> I think it should be legalized. In my country, it's legalized, but at the same time, I think it's important to have uh, regulation if that makes sense. Because I think there there is there is always a certain amount of I think also traffic trafficking and stuff going on I mean I I read stories about it sometimes what do you think about it about trafficking Um, well well about trafficking yes but also about um, it being legal or, or illegal what do you think
0: I think I'm not for legalization I don't think that it does help trafficking because trafficked people aren't going to work at brothels anyway and trafficking is still illegal even when sex work is not mm-hmm. um i think that regulate regulating it most of the time makes it to where men own places like brothels and strip clubs and the men are the ones that make the money mm-hmm. basically um when it's dec- and also like i said before people like me aren't going to get hired at a brothel um okay. i'm fat i'm hairy so that doesn't protect people like me it doesn't protect protect people who like work on the streets.
1: So you, you think it is going to lead into, I guess, uh, more of a middleman being introduced that will...
0: Yeah, I don't think that really protects anybody because I would still get arrested if it was legalized because I would still be, the way that I do it, would still be illegal.
1: Ah, and you would be doing it this way regardless?
0: I believe so, yeah because I was doing it before, like when it was illegal. So if they legalized it now, like.
1: Mm-hmm. And what, what about people who are willing to do it, I guess, via the, the legal route, would it help them to give them options or?
0: I think that you, well, if it's decriminalized, people can still work at a brothel,
1: mm-hmm. you know? And um, you don't think that there would be more safety there, for example? I actually don't know if it's more safe in my country than countries where it's outlawed, loud. Um, it's
0: more safe in the way that there is security there. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you're going to be fucking someone and then handing over half of your money to someone. And the justification for that is because there's a building there. I had like worked at a dungeon that did that to me. And the reason that I quit was because um, I was working at the dungeon, mm-hmm. but she knew that I also did full service. So I was also sucking dick and fucking <laughs> yeah. at the dungeon. And we had this house meeting to where the owner of the dungeon basically called us thieving cores, And she's like, and that's why I don't need, like, that's why I buy expired condoms, because I know that you guys steal. And I was like, afterwards, I was like, well, just so you know, like I quit. And she's like, why? And I'm like, you just told me that you let me fuck with expired condoms.
1: Uh, Well, (laughs)
0: like, and, and the whole, the whole reason for me working there was you protecting me. So like, go fuck yourself
1: that makes sense at the same time i think most people who who work at least legally i mean it's it's pretty much what it is that you're supposed to give uh, at least part of your salary to your i guess the middleman as they say whether it be tax or the company that's profiting off your labor i guess it's i'm fine with
0: the i'm fine with tax it's just someone who's never sucked a dick in their life shouldn't get my dick sucking money in my opinion
1: hmm so you, you should get a dick sucking manager then.
0: <laughs> I want a dick sucking boss.
1: Yeah. Someone so who has a PhD in the dick sucking.
0: Yeah.
1: Hmm. I mean, hmm, for me it's a lot to think about because um it's the first time that I have to, I guess, actively consider my stance on this, if that makes sense. I guess I, I went are you, through
0: Are you comfortable saying whether or not you've ever seen a sex worker?
1: I'm from the Netherlands. If you go to to Amsterdam, there's mm-hmm. millions of them. So I haven't used their surfaces if, if you mean that by seeing.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, sorry. I took seeing a little bit literally. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, I haven't. And I don't think I would, because for me. Well, you've been you've been very honest about yourself. So let me say something very intimate. Ooh. Mm-hmm for me I think I'm kind of picky when it comes to I guess having sexual relationships with people because I don't know I think a part of it stems from I'm not sure if it's insecurity I don't think that I'm very prude at the same time but I definitely wouldn't be able to do it with a complete stranger because I don't know if you have rep- like a report with someone at least uh, like i don't uh first of all i don't think i hook up with with women very often but it does happen but like it's not something that i actively pursue all the time if i'm lucky it's like once or twice a year that's it so and if it happens it happens uh, it's not like it's i'm constantly chasing women i tend to be more opportunistic like if if i meet someone and i like them like and a tarantula they, yeah like a tarantula <laughs> If I meet someone and they like me and I like them, it will happen. But it's usually at least someone that I talk to for a peri- given period of time. It's not not somebody that like I meet that very day. I don't know. Maybe it's afraid of like. It it feels like you're not, not in control. If you, I mean, it's not like I'm a control freak. And I, I Daddy wants control. You know, it's <laughs> not it's not like that. But it's like I don't know I feel very vulnerable. Just being naked in front of somebody that I just met—that I don't.
0: Understandable.
1: I mean, I think, I think I'm also like scared opening up to someone that I don't know. And to me, being sexual feels like opening up to someone. I know that it makes no sense because you're not necessarily sharing anything but your body. But for me, being intimate is being vulnerable. To me, it's vulnerability. And I can't be vulnerable to someone that I literally just met. So that, for that reason alone, I think I would struggle. Like,
0: I've definitely had clients that I could tell were very uncomfortable yeah. Like with what was going on, if that makes sense.
1: I mean, I also for me, a, a large part of sexual attraction is also someone's personality. I know that sounds very cheesy and uh, I'm not saying that makes me better, than any other man right because there's a lot of men online who are like oh you know girl i like you for your personality and not just <laughs> your, not just your body so i'm better than everyone else no 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 i think some men are highly visual they can be excited to to someone just only for their body but i know that i'm i'm not really like that maybe for me there also has to be emotional component at least like if i meet a woman who is very attractive to me physically but I don't like her personality I don't know if I could have like sex with her even that if she sense. even if she's physically attractive to me yeah and I, I mean I, you have
0: to understand that having sex for money and having sex for fun are two very very different things
1: yes like, I when understand
0: I'm, when I'm seeing a client it's definitely more focused on them
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I do try to I don't know if it would be fake but um like the emotional part i definitely try to connect with them more like i advertise more as like being affectionate like affectionate and like a girlfriend experience mm-hmm. so
1: well i, I know s- that i'm
0: talking to you like this but this is not my sex worker persona <laughs> my sex worker persona is very like tell me all about what you're what mm-hmm. you're interested in and like i tell you about like report stuff
1: <laughs> it, it makes sense it makes sense i think it makes you know, it's. I'm not, um, a lot of people who say that, oh, you know, for me, personality is a factor when it comes to sex. A lot of people say it just because they want to be condescending to yeah. other people. Like, oh, you're like, you just sleep with people for their bodies, but I like your mind because I have yeah. a high, I am personal. I have a high IQ, you know, I don't want to be like that. Hey, if you can fuck someone and get off to just, you know, someone you just met, that's, that's normal. I think I'm not going to judge like, uh, hey people have different preferences, but I guess for me, it's, um, I'm, there has to be like, it, it doesn't have to be my soulmate. Okay. I've done, I've done I've done casual sex some, a few times in my life. So it doesn't have to be like a whole soulmate or romantic thing, but there does have to be some semblance of at least understanding. If I don't, if I don't know, what kind of person someone is, you know, kind of what their opinions or outlook are on life, or just what kind of person they are in general. I can't do it. Like, I wouldn't be able to get it up, literally. Yeah.
0: That's why I'm kind of glad I'm a girl because, yeah. or like, I'm someone like that doesn't have a penis because, no. like, I, I can't imagine being a sex worker who, like, no. fucks people, like, with a penis. Like, <laughs> yeah. That sounds I mean, so hard. I
1: do- and you mean soft, you mean not hard, that huh? sounds yeah. difficult. Flacid Fles- <laughs> flaccid, Fles- not hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but oh, you know, it's um it's strange to think about, but for me, it feels like um at least my, my brain, my mm. brain is one of my sexual organs, I think. Oh, that sounds so so pre- pretentious, but like if 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 there has, there at least has to be something right you just definitely you just, for me like i, I know that it, this is not the case for for a lot of men i know they don't care if somebody looks hot they can do it now that's that's great for them i wouldn't be able to do that like for me you know yeah. i know but i it, think
0: that's normal yeah.
1: i don't think that's weird
0: <laughs> yeah i wouldn't mean i, don't, I, I think don't, i'm probably the weird one with how i have sex
1: i don't think it's i don't think it's weird either but i know for me it's um I think I'm a little bit more sensitive than the average man, I guess, because uh, I would describe myself as reluctant, you know. Which makes no sense because, like, what's the danger? What what's gonna happen? But like, ah, I guess I'm afraid of like I don't know, being rejected or being made fun of in a way. Yeah. Have to make sure that the person actually likes me. So maybe a part of it is insecurity, but I guess for me it's also. You know for me it's all I think for me it's also a little bit more personal in a certain way, but it's also that I don't know, you just enjoy it more with someone that you like on a personal level. I don't know oh. how I don't know how that works in my brain, but if I like someone on a personal level, it's much more stronger, you know. I like it more. So yeah. definitely.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, hmm. I I don't think I could. I would pay someone for their services because I don't think I would enjoy it if it's just a physical surface, if that makes sense.
0: It does, because that's the reason I do like seeing, I don't see sex workers very often anymore, but I did see a couple while I was doing sex work. And that was one of the things I did like was like, I know you're getting into my house, you're getting me off and then you're leaving. Mm -hmm. And that like, I don't have to entertain you. (laughs) Hmm. So, but I think if I wanted like actual connection, like I would not see a sex worker because no matter how nice you act, like I know what the game is, so.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that makes sense, that makes sense. But um, I mean, I, um, in the Netherlands it is prevalent though, especially in some cities, of course in Amsterdam, you have the famous like the, the red light districts. Yeah. It's hard to miss. We, I think we are we're living in a very liberal society out here. So. When you ask me, have you seen it? Like, yeah, I have seen people who use the surfaces. I've seen the workers themselves. I have never used it myself, nor have I, I think, been in the temptation to do it because I don't know. I think I would just shut down and freak out, I guess. Maybe it makes me sound sensitive. Maybe I am. I don't know. It's what it is. It's a bad thing, though. Yeah. I mean, like, I
0: think knowing stuff about yourself is good. I think you should have good sex. And if that means that you have, you know, 10 partners in your lifetime versus 10, 100, like that's not a bad thing.
1: Yeah. Here I have a, here's a juicy story for listeners who are listening Ooh. to the podcast. So I kind of lost my fragility at a, at a pretty late, late age, I think right now I'm 29. But back then, when I lost it, I think I was uh, 23, 24. That's later than average, right? And I remember I had my my first uh, girlfriend, right? My first girlfriend ever. Um, we were talking about, like, um, she was, I'm not going to say her name, obviously, but like, she was also, I guess, a virgin. And so was I at the time. So we so I was saving it up like for the special moment, right? yeah, the the Disney Princess moment, so seven seven months later in the relationship, um it still didn't happen, I don't know, maybe maybe both of us were scared, and then she dumped me, oh so. What I did next, like maybe my ego was bruised. Maybe my ego was broken. What I did, I installed Tinder. I went to the first girl who was interested in me. We had a hookup and that's how I lost my virginity.
0: (laughs) How do you feel about that?
1: I think that it it really it wasn't anything special and i think it's it's so stupid that society makes virginity into this very big thing you know this whole thing that you're supposed to lose and supposed to save for each other and supposed to care about but when you lose it nothing changes you're still the same person is one of the things that least affected my life like it's almost as what you said it's similar to your story when you discovered like you were religious but it didn't change anything about you. It's, it was the same for me. I lost it. And I didn't, it didn't change anything about me, I guess. So I was like, yeah.
0: Yeah, I thought I was going to feel like a lot of regret. Yeah. And like feel like different and dirty. And I didn't feel any of those things. I mean, it was. Which helped me kind of lose my. It helped me on my journey of losing my faith. So.
1: For me, I mostly just felt indifference. Like. Maybe I was like, just yeah, that's that's it. That's it, you know. Is that is this what people make a big deal out of? Like it was weird though, just a bit awkward. Because um what's funny is the I remember the girl asking me, like, Oh, have you done this a lot of times? <laughs> and I I didn't want her to know that I was a virgin, so I was like, Yeah, I've I've done it, I've done it like 50 times in the she looked at me, kind of shocked. Like, oh no, that means she knew <laughs> She do, you had not done it before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I tried to play the tough guy, but I, I don't, I don't think she believed me because I. I I've, been, if
0: someone told, if a guy told me, yeah, I've done it fifty times, I'd be like,
1: yeah, You've
0: literally never done it before. <laughs> Dude,
1: I, 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 I think she was onto my, to onto my bullshit. I think so. <laughs> I could tell from her expression, but I was, but you don't go on a dinner date and then you go like, oh. By the way, I'm a virgin, and they're like, "Okay." Oh yeah,
0: no, I I don't know if I would tell someone if I was a virgin if that was how I was going about it. So I don't I don't fault you.
1: Mm, yeah, I mean, she she doesn't know she. I mean, I never talked to her again. By the way, so it really was like, a, hmm. For me, it was an extreme thing to do. It kind of shocked me in a way because it was out of character for me, really. Well, it sounds but, like you're going through a lot. Well, no, well, I wasn't going through a lot, but I, I was just bitter over being rejected. You know, you know, men, they experience something that's called like a bruised ego. <laughs> if you get dumped or rejected, like you feel bitter and you're, it, it hurts your self esteem, right?
0: I believe it's, that because men have said some pretty shitty stuff to me when I rejected them.
1: Yeah, so I, I feel like the, the whole reason I did it, it wasn't even because I really cared about the sex. I think I didn't care about the sex. I think I cared about restoring my ego you know like oh a girl rejected me so now i must prove to myself that women want me because this girl didn't want me but these girls on tinder they do want me so in your face you know (laughs) yeah it was something like that i don't think i i i I, I don't think i regret it but i do think it was kind of impulsive it was kind of out of character for me but it is what it is (laughs) i'm neutral about it it wasn't an awesome experience but it wasn't a bad one either it was just kind of it's like going to experience it's kind of like going to the movie theater right (laughs) it's it's nice for a few hours but like you're not going to remember it i guess down the line (laughs) i gotcha yeah 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 yeah. but uh wow can't believe i'm sharing this on the podcast by the way (laughs) there you go oh thank
0: you for being open
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't have, I don't have much secrets. If you want to ask me something, (laughs) feel free. I think I'm pretty open about pretty much everything, so. Yeah.
0: Did you have any like specific questions about sex work I might be able to answer? Mm, Well,
1: so. I feel like I'm not
0: telling this chronologically at all, but I don't know how to, because it was Mm. just like sucking dick for seven years.
1: (laughs) I think you told a lot of it chronologically, actually, but I think we kind of got off the reels of the story, but that's fine. Um, well, you t- you told how you uh, started, I guess, um, your sex work adventure. Yeah. And um, down to quitting. So right now, you said you're still doing it a little bit um, on the side. Would you would you recommend girls doing this kind of work? If somebody asked me, like I'm interested in doing it, would you say yes? You should. I would say no you would say, no, that's interesting. That's an interesting uh, response because you said you liked it, right?
0: It's I like it, it's very dangerous and um, people do die from mm. it. People, some people get into it because they're on drugs and they need to be able to afford drugs and then they make a lot of money and then just bad stuff happens. And mm-hmm. um, I just would never recommend it to someone. I feel like if you're gonna do sex work, you'll end up doing it. You won't be like running around asking for advice.
1: Mm, yeah, that makes sense. But I'm
0: also I'm also kind of mean about it because I've helped people get into sex work and then they've either not followed through on it or they've like blamed me for like the fact that they sucked a cock.
2: Mm.
0: Like they regretted getting into sex work and they're like, but you helped me set up Bitcoin and pay for backpage ads. And it's like, yeah, because you begged me to for like two weeks, like
2: mm. you
0: basically almost had me suck the dick for you. Like you helped me, you made me help you like set up ads and stuff, like. Mm. So I always say, no, don't get into sex work because I know the people that need to get into sex work will, And yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, it is really dangerous if you look at it on um, paper. Like uh, I know a lot of, I, I think it's, it is rare for you to meet such kind of a person, but a lot of people who prey on women, whatever that means, they, they seek out, I think, well, prost- those- prostitutes because they're easy targets in a way.
0: A lot of times those people wouldn't get past my screening because I would require like a real number. I would like talk to you on the phone first. And a lot of people who are being shady won't offer those. Like, I'm not saying that they can't, but yeah, most Mm -hmm. of those people are gonna look for people who work on the streets or who don't have like screening or like who are pushovers about their boundaries.
1: I can't believe that there's literally people on the streets though. That's kind of terrible if you think about it. Like, don't you think? like people I, like can't, I, I can't judge i mean when i say it's terrible it's not like i'm saying that they are terrible but like just the fact that you would get into any stranger's car who that's really you know that's really out there that's living on the edge because you know how fucked up people are you know all it takes is one bad day one bad customer and you never know, you know, you read the stories on the news, I don't have to say it, but
0: yeah, well, I'm also part of some sex worker outreach things and they have bad day reports. So I definitely know, but (laughs) that's also why I don't think that what they do should be criminalized because they're already putting themselves at so much risk. And when they do get assaulted, they can't report it to the cops because they were doing something illegal while they were being assaulted. Mm
2: -hmm. So
0: you, I mean, you can report it to the cops, but they're not going to take you seriously. And also they're going to start looking at your activities more because you've basically just admitted to doing sex work on the street so, so you,
1: do you get arrested instead instead of the perpetrator you think
0: um sometimes that happens
1: ouch that's kind like of like there were,
0: there was um a story several years ago about women who were actually being trafficked and they like they they got busted and then <laughs> when they told the cops that they were being trafficked they still got arrested hmm and there's been sex workers who have been arrested for trafficking and the person that they were trafficking was themselves. So like, really, yes, mm. like the laws in America are really, really stupid. Yeah, you have technically a any harsh... taxi, technically any taxi that ever took me to an appointment was trafficking me.
1: I mm. know you do have my... a harsh uh, justice system in general, so. Yeah,
0: and my partner used to let me work out of his house sometimes, and um, that was a risk for him to let me do sex work out of his house. Mm-hmm even though he never took any money from me, like.
1: And then you said you decided to work at an abortion clinic.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm currently doing.
1: So tell me about that. How does, especially after in the USA, the, recently they. Um,
0: I was working at the abortion clinic on the day that Roe v. Wave was overturned. Oof. Yeah.
1: So I'm curious about your experience, uh, I guess. Feel free to yeah, tell me. Um,
0: So I work for a company that has some clinics. I don't want to say what the company is,
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, but we have abortion clinics in several different states. Um, So I first started working for their call center, which schedules all the appointments. So I had to learn all these different laws for all these different states. Um, Some states have waiting periods, some states don't. Um, Some states have earlier and later gestational age limits. So for about a year, I was scheduling appointments, um, which also help like I would help people get money for their appointments because Mm -hmm. unless you're in a state where Medicaid covers your abortion most of the time your insurance won't cover it's all out of pocket and the cost of a first trimester abortion hasn't risen for since like basically the 70s it's usually around $500 but a lot of people don't have $500 laying around so I would also like help them get money from like other organizations um so so
1: there are organizations I guess who yeah. There's um, like, local like abortion
0: funds. Well, they're, they're specifically called abortion funds. Um, mm-hmm. There are some national ones and there are some like local ones. So like you would have to work with a fund saying like, can you help this person? She needs $400. Can I get $200 from you and $200 from a different org? So it was very intense. Um, it was very important work, but I didn't like it very much because I don't like talking on the phone and mm-hmm. I did it for eight hours a day. Um, so then I was I moved to work at one of the actual clinics and I was front desk so I would help people get checked in um, I would also have to tell people that we couldn't see them that day because they went into the waiting period which is like the worst thing in the world mm-hmm. um, and then I started to learn more tasks around the clinic and now I do pathology and I love that
1: so what what made you decide to to do that in the first place
0: because um, I was very quickly alerting that I wasn't going to be able to sustain myself with sex work with the way that all these websites were getting shut down um, Wait, some of the websites that popped up after Backpage went down were literally honey pots oh yeah so I wasn't posting anything um, I was posting on one set website and they ended up selling everyone's information so and like
1: <laughs> but, it, but it's not like it's not because it was um, a, a subject I guess that you're passionate about or
0: Um, Oh, no, I love abortion. Um, That's why I used to volunteer. I used to volunteer to walk patients in past the protesters. And that shift started at 630 in the morning. So I'm definitely passionate about abortion. Yeah, there are people that protest outside of our clinic every day.
1: Every day? Every day. Why?
0: Um, Because they hate people that want to have abortions. They're religious extremists. I don't like them. I can't say anything nice about them. They say horrible things to my patients. So I'm cool with people who are pro-life. I'm not cool with the people in front of my clinic.
1: That is extreme. Well, to be honest, um, I mean, my my opinion is abortion. Everybody should have access to it. And uh, for me, that's opinion that it's crazy that people would contest it, I guess, on religious grounds. But the thing is, is- are, are those kids really going to have a better life? You know, if you... They
0: don't care about that. Of all the arguments that you're gonna say, they don't care about, they don't actually care about people. They will yell at people who have dead fetuses inside of them and tell them not to come in and they'll be like, my baby's dead. And they're like, we'll go to the hospital, as if the hospital didn't refer them to us. Like, that's why I don't like the protesters. They're not logical, they're stupid, they don't know anything about abortion, and they're mean. They call people baby murders and they'll tell people happy Mother's Day, you're gonna be the mother to a dead baby. So there's no logic with them and they're not compassionate
1: yeah it's just hate
0: it's hate and they get paid to stand out there so
1: why do you think that um i think is in a lot of countries abortion is controversial but why do you think especially the usa is so divided on it
0: i i i i feel this about both sides about democrats and republicans i feel like people pick an identity and then they don't think about their values so if you're a Republican, you're automatically against abortion, even though even I, if you,
1: I agree so hard with what you're saying right now. Sorry, I'm interrupting you. But yeah. like, yeah, that's <laughs> because I also
0: see it on the other side to where I talk to Democrats and they'll be like, they'll say stuff about abortion that's not accurate. And I'm like, no, it's actually this way. And it'll like upset them because they'll talk about like clumps of cells. And I'm like, well, it's not a clump of cell pretty quickly, actually. there are identifiable parts very early mm-hmm. and they will be taken aback. And I'm like, well, that should upset you. Like, Not that it shouldn't upset you but like don't you know what abortion is like why do you why are you so strongly for abortion if you don't know what abortion is and it's like the people outside my clinic that they'll scream at people like the knives are going to come out there's no knives with abortions you don't know what an abortion is why are you so against it and it's because you're like part of one ideal like one political spectrum and you're not thinking about it because they voted on abortion in like kansas which is very conservative and they voted to keep abortion Mm-hmm. because they were forced to like sit down and think about how it would actually affect their lives because my pro- the protesters outside my clinic have had abortions and they'll say that they regretted them but you know they were allowed to make that choice
1: yeah that's that's true and uh, i totally agree with what you say in the in the sense that people po- pick a political party and think that means you have to agree with all the talking points of that party yeah. right I think rarely you'll see someone who is right-wing, who agrees with left-wing ideas, or someone who is left-wing, who agrees with right-wing ideas. But if you think about it, that's kind of strange, right? Because you're talking about maybe hundreds of different ideas and values, and joining a party means you have to defend all of them or none of them. That makes no sense. And that's something I've noticed about Americans myself, too, you know?
0: So. i find it just very frustrating because there's a lot of stuff i don't agree with on the left side but if i express any of it i'm labeled a conservative which i'm very much not
2: mm-hmm.
1: well one thing i think is important to um, to 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 mention is that i don't think abortion is fun for anyone involved right like the, especially i mean people, it's a
0: medical procedure yeah
1: but, but people on the right they seem to especially think like oh these women are getting abortions because they love killing babies and having sex. And they're, they're almost using it as a, as a, I guess, a birth control, but that's, that's not true. Like it's, it's horrible. I think it's, It. I assume it's heavy on your body, isn't it? Is it?
0: No, I mean, early you're, how do I say this?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not hard physically on you. Um, an abortion, a first trimester abortion takes less than five minutes. If you're doing surgical um, oh, the really? pills, yeah and that includes like putting you to sleep and waking you up Mm -hmm. um your body knows how to expel a pregnancy your body like knows like knows how to do that because people have miscarriages all the time so we just sort of work with your body and it's really safe because like it's way more traumatic to give birth to a nine-month-old baby than it is to have a 15-week abortion Mm -hmm. it's a much smaller but um and I do think it is it can be hard on certain people it cannot be hard on certain like it's different for everybody
1: and, mentally, um, and some mentally people it's pretty he- heavy though I think for a lot of people for most for a
0: lot of people yeah um but there are some people that have what you would consider a lot of abortions and I don't I would never tell those people not to have abortions you know mm-hmm. I might not agree with how they're running their lives but I would never judge them for the
1: amount why do you, of abortions why, why do needed. you think that uh, some people who have a lot of abortions have a lot of well, them
0: I think that there's a Big lack of access to sex education in my country. A lot of people think that they can't get pregnant right away after an abortion, or they think that an abortion is going to do something that'll make it harder for them to get pregnant the next time, which isn't true. Or they have they already have three kids and they have shitty lives and they're not able to get a package of pills every month. And that's the only way that they can, you know, get birth control. Wow. I think I think people should be more educated about birth control to be honest
1: that is, that is pretty dark though if you think about it like
0: it is people have shitty lives and they can't always pick up pills but like people push pills i think yeah. ieds should be pushed more but also a lot of my patients don't have regular gyn care so like we're so, at your point of contact which is not good because we can't do any pre- anything preventative
1: I, I will, do abortions i will say this i am uh, definitely pro-abortion and i think it should be accessible for everyone but I do think that using it as, as birth control, in a way, that's kind of shady, don't you think?
0: I think that you should have as many abortions as you need. Like, mm-hmm. I also think that you should brush your teeth, but would I shame someone for getting seven cavities filled? No.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: this is coming as someone who's had it, has an IUD and will probably have an IUD in her forever because. <laughs> Working at the abortion clinic does make you think you're pregnant all the time and it also makes you really not want an abortion. So what
1: I also at find, least for me. What I also find strange is it feels like in the USA there's a cultural shift where I think values and in some part, in some way they're going like almost quote unquote backwards in a way.
2: Like a lot what of things,
1: mean? like I don't know, it feels like a lot of things that were acceptable for a while are becoming more and more controversial. Am I wrong or am I right? I'm not from the USA, so I could read I, the room wrong.
2: I
0: do, think, I do think that you're correct.
1: Yeah, because there, there, there was a time where, you know, especially religious voices and stuff, you know, that it was more on the background. I'm pretty sure America has always been a partially very strongly Christian, but it's becoming, you know, the cultural shift, the cultural warfare. It's, it's changing a little and they're becoming, I guess, more influential
0: definitely yeah. abortion used to only be a catholic issue like republicans used to not care about it at all
1: really i'm surprised Yeah, it
0: used to be the like catholic, crazy catholics that were against birth control and people didn't like them and then basically hmm. like rush limbaugh and all of them came in and it became like a moral issue for all christians which is, you have which to, is crazy. you have to
1: wonder why how how did that subtly change you know and why did no one notice i did you I notice mi-
0: I was a kid when it happened so
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I was also very pro-, pro-, pro life when I was growing up <laughs> I like used to go to like this these concerts called rock for life and I would like walk around my town praying for abortion to end and on our senior skip day I made cookies for the crisis pregnancy center mm-hmm. that talks you out of getting abortions so
1: oh they have a center <laughs> for that
0: they're called, so they have centers like that all over the country. There's one in my town that is named almost identically to our abortion clinic. And they basically just try to confuse people and make them not have abortions, which I think is heinous.
1: Wow. So, so. And they get,
0: they get, they get get tax money in my state. Yay.
1: (laughs) Wow. That's, I mean, um, So now that that Roe versus Wade is overturned, the way I understand is now it's up to the states themselves to decide if they want to legalize it or not, right?
0: Um, For right now, yes. But right now, um, the Republicans are trying to pass a 15-week federal ban.
1: A 15-week federal ban?
0: Which would make it 15-week cutoff in every single state if it's passed. I don't know if it will, but...
1: So that means you can only get it uh, after you've been pregnant? Or um, you it's illegal to get it after you've been pregnant for 15 weeks, right? Yes. And, what, and how many weeks do most women get to abortion?
0: Most of it's um, in the first trimester, so under 12 weeks.
1: Mm-hmm. So those would but, still um, be able to, to have one.
0: Yes, but a lot of people, the reason that they get abortions after 15 weeks are because of severe and fatal fetal anomalies. Because they didn't have the money, they're chasing the fee. They didn't know that they were pregnant, or they were in like an abusive relationship. So hmm.
1: those people well, need
0: abortions too. They're not less deserving.
1: Well, it also makes sense that if the pregnancy is going wrong, or something yes. is go- going wrong with the development of the baby, you'll only notice this later in pregnancy, right? So yeah, kind of makes sense what you're saying.
0: That's that's why I'm, I guess just gestational age cutoffs, because every time I think I know which would age, how many weeks I would cut it off at, I hear of something else to where I'd be like, well, you would be an exception. Mm
1: -hmm. so how many weeks do do you think there should be a cutoff?
0: i do not because i think that if you need an abortion right before you know you're going to give birth and someone a doctor is willing to do it that you have a very good reason doctors aren't going to take that risk on for like a healthy pregnancy that like there's no complications in your life or anything fucked up going on
1: Mm -hmm. that's interesting um do you think that the new legislation has any chance of passing or
0: I do. I'm very nervous about it.
1: Hmm.
0: Because people will vote against abortion even when it's against their best interest and even when they themselves would have an abortion. So, you know.
1: And um how 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 is it the um, did it the i guess the reversal of Roe versus wade did, what did it change the clinic that you worked at because it depends per state right
0: yeah um so i'm in pennsylvania so nothing changed for us yet um but we are seeing a lot of people who are out of state from places where
1: that's ah. been cut
0: off like texas ohio yeah, florida so
1: so they're coming to a state where it's legal
0: and it's it's insane you, you shouldn't have to travel for days
1: yeah it is, it is kind of disturbing. I also see that we have one minute left. I think we have to yes. make an Are you, we're up for a new meeting, right? Be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Great, thank you. <laughs> Heyo, we're back, we're back. Sorry for the interruption, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, oh yeah, last thing I asked is um, how did Roe versus Wade change what happened at your abortion clinic? And you said you get a lot of people from another state? Yep. Mm -hmm. and
0: those are the people that can afford to spend multiple days sometimes out of state Mm -hmm. and it's just it's crazy i hate it
1: Mm -hmm. so how how do you think that um i guess in the the future of the usa how do you think things will develop from now on do you think this will get reversed at some point this decision are you hopeful or are you pessimistic about it
0: I'm pretty pessimistic, to be honest. Really? Um, if it's state by state, all of the conservative states are going to vote to not have abortion, and then there will be random states on the coasts that offer it. Hmm. And it's just horrible.
1: Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> on the other side, I would say, well, at least you have some states that allow it. But yeah, that's, that's, that's not of value for people who live in other states, I guess. Not at all it is kind of tragic i think um like i I think people don't take these kind of decisions lightly right i don't Uh,
2: think
1: so so you know forcing basically those people to have a child i think in a lot of cases it will end up in uh, at least children being born with families that cannot provide for them I guess
0: and a lot of people who have abortions most of them already have children
1: so so what are the what do you think is the i would say the most i'm trying to find a way to word it that doesn't use the word target audience i wanted to ask what is the target audience for abortion but that's a very awkward way to put it but because of the language barrier i don't know a better word to use because it almost sounds like it like it's a movie that's targeted <laughs> like at a certain age group. I know it's more complex, but
0: um I mean, I, um, th- since there's a lack of abortion clinics in my state, it's yeah. anyone that wants an abortion. Like it's not for rich people or for poor people because there is a lack of option of where to go.
1: I, I should say the main demographics, not the target audience, but like is it do you think it's more on average, more wealthy or more, I guess poor people
0: or um my clinic is definitely more poor people but that's just because of the city I live Mm then I think
1: is it more more young or more old women or
0: um definitely more young women but we definitely see people who are not young and it's I can't imagine those people not having a choice too, like being in your 40s and having to basically start all over again with having kids
1: that is rough you know like I can
0: imagine like having like a 20 year old kicking the not kicking the valve, but like being done and then finding out that you're pregnant and not having a choice and whether you give birth or not that's insane to me
1: Yeah, it's, it's insane to me as well you know it's kind of if you asked me like five years ago i wouldn't have expected this i guess you wouldn't have expected the usa to make a decision like this
0: i that's... never thought that the stuff in texas where they were going to ban it at six weeks and for them not To overturn it immediately i never thought that that would happen
1: Mm -hmm. i mean it's a lot to think about but um i mean i do hope that you maybe find loopholes that will allow you to circumvent it
0: what people are being recommended now is if you are a good candidate for the abortion by pill to buy to buy the abortion pills before you're pregnant
1: and that's allowed you can buy them no that's it's
0: illegal no it's illegal but it's better to have them it's better to get them illegally now than Mm -hmm. to be in a rush like find out that you're pregnant and have to wait two or three weeks for them to come in the mail you know Mm -hmm. or like do the research then for if you need it it's recommended now to buy them if you are someone who would have an abortion by pill to buy them before
1: where do people buy that kind of stuff if they need it and it's illegal
0: there are websites. One of them's called Plan C Pills.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I would advise people if they were to order pills online to do their research. Um, when I was scheduling people, there were people that couldn't pay anything because they spent all their money on fake pills.
1: Oh, my. So, yeah that's, yeah, that's rough, in my opinion.
0: It is. And I'm not a candidate to um to do the abortion by pill. And a lot of people aren't. So mm-hmm. it's not a. I do get frustrated when people act like that's a good solution because I'm like, it's not a good, it's a good solution for a lot of people and there are a lot of people who take um, steroids who can't do the pills, I have an IUD so I can't take the pill, people take blood thinners and they're just not candidates for it.
1: Yeah, because I'm sure they can have like negative interactions with other medicines and then. Definitely. There's no medicine, I guess, that applies to every person in the world. Huh. I, just, I mean
0: the only good thing about illegal abortion in the future is it's going to be more safe than it was back before Roe because the way that we do abortion now is different than how it was done in the 70s mm-hmm. like surgical is more suction than it is scraping so
1: mm-hmm. sorry I for being such
0: a doubter I'm, I'm very pessimistic about abortion in the United States the future of it
1: no I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't use the word downer in your situation. Maybe you're just trying to be realistic. And let's be honest, there is a cultural trend. I think uh, Christians are kind of pushing back right now. I mean, let's be honest, the past decades, Christians have kind of taken the L on a lot of things. And uh, they're angry and they want back some of their power, some of their influence. And uh, nothing against Christians, by the way, not necessarily. Or maybe I do. I don't know. <laughs> I have something against Christians who think that their beliefs should be part of the law.
0: That's, yeah, like 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 how I feel about pro-life. I don't care if someone is pro-life. I care if it affects people who want to have abortions. Like, you know what I mean? I don't want to agree right. with people who are pro-life, but like, don't make it to where someone else can't have that choice is how yeah. I feel.
1: That's how I feel about it too. But the, the problem with religion is often that it's not limited to you, you know?
0: Yeah. It's oh, always, I know, I used to be that. I used to be like that in high school.
1: <laughs> it's often about pushing your beliefs and others. That's kind of kind of what really sucks.
0: Yeah.
1: But, um, yeah.
0: Do you have any questions about abortion?
1: Mm. Well, let me think what other questions I can ask. Um, well, I was curious uh, already about, I guess, the kind of people who take it. And I guess, um, you know, the, the way the the underbelly of society feels about it right now um but yeah Hmm. it's a complex subject i'm i don't think that is immoral in most cases and i know i'm just i was just more kind of shocked i guess that there are so many people who who disagree with that it's because when it's something is made a talking point, I think you get to more extremes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what I think. So if it were to be outlawed, I guess, do you think there's a chance it will be outlawed in your state? Where you
0: so add? in Pennsylvania, if Josh Shapiro is not elected as governor in November, the Republican running is going to make it illegal. He's already said that he will. So as long as Pennsylvania has a Democratic governor, will be okay. Right now, we have Tom Wolf, who actually like is very involved with Planned Parenthood. Um, but yeah, we just need a pro-choice governor. Which it sucks to be a one-issue voter on those kind of things. But what are you gonna do?
1: Yeah, but you, the thing is, you can't really, you know, at some point, maybe not this election, but the next election and the one after, at some point, you expect maybe a Republican will win and who will outlaw it at some point. Yeah. And I think it's, it's the more difficult to reverse something that's outlawed than making something illegal. So it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like you're trying to delay perhaps the inevitable and, unless you can forever keep um, electing like a, a liberal president, uh, yeah. sorry, not a president. Governor. Uh, governor, <laughs> yeah. So it's, that's, the, that's the part that will be difficult, I think. Because the moment something is outlawed, from my understanding, is it's, it's more difficult to reverse the decision.
0: Yeah. And what would possibly happen is, so right now, Pennsylvania, abortion is legal up to 24 weeks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What would probably happen if it became illegal and illegal and then legal again is they'd be like, okay, it's legal now up until 10 weeks. And then we'd have to push and push and push for these gestational age limits.
1: Wasn't it possible for them to, I guess, press, pass legislation that prevents it from becoming outlawed?
0: Um, we could put something in our constitution. A lot of states have, have like, things in their constitution now saying, like, abortion's legal. Like, New Jersey has that. Really? But, yep. Hmm. And um, some states are stepping up, like Connecticut, saying, like, we will protect abortion providers and we'll protect people coming from states where it is illegal. Like, we vow not to give out any info, even if other states demand it.
2: Hmm.
1: But
0: not all states do that, and not all states are going to be able
1: to. Hmm. So it's kind of... I guess is the the difference between states is now also becoming more extreme. I guess because yep. America doesn't seem like a very uniform place either.
0: No, I mean so um I work in Pennsylvania, and in Pennsylvania it's li- illegal for your Medicaid to cover your abortion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In New Jersey, Medicaid will cover an abortion up to twenty like twenty five weeks.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's also going to lead to and this
0: just these, for international people Mm. those states are right next to each other yeah and they're separated by a river
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and you can travel 20 minutes and have
1: vastly different laws that's weird too in my opinion
0: it's horrible because people move and then their health they'll get different medicaid from a different state and they won't know that like certain things aren't covered anymore
1: Mm -hmm. yeah that's kind of bizarre if you ask me it is (laughs) so I w- one thing that i uh, one impression that I get is you have a lot of i guess experience with uh i guess in general some of the shit that women have to get through i guess um also when it comes to sex work I guess so hmm let me find a think of a good way to uh, to phrase the question so i'm I'm pretty sure that um you stand on uh, like women's issues in the united states how do you think um what is your opinion of i guess the the status quo Is it?
0: i don't know what that means i'm so sorry
1: (laughs) well i guess um how it is uh, how women are being treated in the united states right now i guess i was curious about your opinion about it because you have a lot of experience do you think i mean i
0: think it's definitely tough um like I said, I being a sex worker and also working at the abortion clinic makes me not want to date men anymore, um, mm-hmm. because working as a sex worker made me realize that all men—not all men, but all men—as in I've slept with a wide variety of men, like really mm-hmm. nice people and really creepy people and rich people and poor people. And then the one thing I see is like they all cheat,
2: mm-hmm. and I know
0: that's not true for every man. But now I'm just like, it doesn't—I'll never know because you could be really nice and. Like I said, I was in an open relationship and got cheated on by a guy. And then I work at the abortion clinic where people are dropped off by their partners who promise to pay for the abortion. They'll drop them off and not give them any money, you know, it makes me like hate men, to be honest, like Mm
1: -hmm.
0: not individuals, but just like as a whole, I'm just like, I don't think I would willingly get into a relationship with one again, Mm
1: -hmm. like. So you wouldn't be able to trust them anymore, you think, because of your experience?
0: uh, Probably yeah. Hmm.
1: I mean I don't know if men in general are more unreliable than, than women. I think I do think that cheating I, I do think cheating has a different form in men and women, I guess. Are well,
0: you- I think that men and women probably aren't that different. It's just I didn't have a lot of women as sex worker clients mm-hmm. and um most of the time women don't get other women pregnant, so they don't fuck them over like that. So I'm sure that women are just as horrible as men. I just have not seen that side on such a large scale.
1: Well, I I haven't seen the statistics, I think. Um, I do think when it comes to, you know, just like sexual relationships, I think women naturally have to be more reluctant. So when it comes to cheating, I think for, for men, I think cheating is... I guess in a way it has less severe consequences, if that makes sense. Cause if you're a woman and you cheat, I think you're more vulnerable. Just because of the way, like uh, you know how how culturally men and women treat each other and yeah. Yeah. I mean you're you're more at risk of I guess stuff like violence if you're a woman. I think so. And um maybe you'll also be judged more if you're found out cheating, but also you're just you're just more vulnerable, you know. You, in general, I think women, yeah, they, they have to be more reluctant about dating a guy or doing anything sexu- sexual with him, because so they're more tend to be more the ones who suffer the consequences if there's any abuse involved. Yeah, so I do think both. Oh yeah, I always sexes joke with <laughs> I do think people in general are prolific cheaters. I think it's vastly underestimated how many people cheat and how often it happens. That's what I think.
0: I, It's why I would not want to be in a monogamous relationship because I know I would cheat. So I would rather just be open mm. about the fact that I would will be unhappy not sleeping with other people because mm. I would definitely cheat, but I refuse to cheat. I would just be in an open relationship, so...
1: I mean, yeah, that, that that makes sense to me. I do think like if you you, you know, you, there's people who do polls, like have you ever cheated? But a lot of people will still lie on the polls. But I think if you could read yeah. if you could read people's minds and see how many of them have cheated at some point, I think we'll be shocked. I think it it would be a significant amount of people, really. That's what I think. So that's just human nature in a way, I think. I'm not sure if we if I will point a finger more at men than women, maybe I think I do have the feeling that men overall treat slightly more than women do, because for women, they have to be more sneaky about it. they, It's it's harder for them to just casually do something, but uh, both, both sides, it could be pretty bad, I think. I'm not sure. Not that I'm a moral, not that I have a moral high ground here or want to judge anyone, but that's what I think. Yeah. if you were able to measure it I guess but uh, yeah what was your wildest experiences when you were doing sex work what's that
0: um hmm. so there is someone that was my client who was very sadistic
1: oh and, my god um,
0: I was cool with it we had like very d- <laughs> he was outside besides whatever he had weird political shit to say to me but like he was very well versed in like bdsm stuff so he was like i want to put needles in your boobs and like tie you up and make you scream. oh that sounds so
1: painful um,
0: i so part of my like personal sex life is i'm very submissive and i like to be like beaten up um so i was actually into it but like we had a very like long conversation about how like i was like just so you know I have to text my friend at this certain time. And if I don't text him, he's automatically calling the police. Mm-hmm. Because like I was gonna be tied up and he was gonna shove needles in me. But he did, and it was really fun. He tied needles in me and oh. um
1: oh, yeah, that
0: he wanted. Yes. And I got a hundred dollars for each needle.
1: Oh which made well, me keep
0: going and going. You know like, what? He was, like,
1: if I got one hundred dollars for each needle, shove them all in my man boobs
0: yep and but then it, um the, the other does make, thing that just
1: made me cringe to think about it though that must well be there's another thing so I'm about horrible. to tell you that's so gonna make
0: you cringe even more because I find it kind of gross but um he was into like bodily fluids like he liked to be pooped on and stuff so ah! I wasn't comfortable doing that yeah. but I was on my period and I use a menstrual cup so after he was done putting the needles in me and yanking them out he made me take my menstrual cup out and like put the blood on him and like jerk him off No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's so much money so much money for this though Bart mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, I would do it again.
1: <laughs> I would fucking do it again. No. Oh my God. Okay. That that was good. That that's not something I've I would have I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> oh my god. There's what?
0: also I had a client who was like the manager of a pizza shop and he was just so normal looking. And like I would just fist his butthole, just put oh. my whole hand up his ass. And I'm like, this is so weird. Like you just managed like a pizza hut.
1: Ah. And <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I think I would just get uh, like Papa Jones instead. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't do <DJ> chain restaurants. <laughs> hmm.
1: I mean, I hope um, hope he washed uh, his hands. Oh wait, this was your hands, but
0: it was my hands.
1: <laughs> Man, yeah, that's people are really into weird stuff. It's kind of I funny. I like doing.
0: I like um, entertaining other people's fetishes, especially if they're not my own, because they're like really fun. Hmm. Like um, I had several clients that were into cross-dressing but they weren't into being like humiliated about it. They like literally want to dress up like with a girl and to be like complimented. I'm not sure if they had like any gender stuff going on but I found that really fun. Like even though I wasn't like aroused by it, I mean, it was just like really fun to indulge someone else.
1: It's surprisingly lighthearted compared to what you just yeah. shared before.
0: That was lighthearted to me.
1: <laughs> oh
2: Because
0: it was really fun. Like it was just fun and fun. It's really funny. Cause it's it's objectively gross to do that, but it's like so bizarre to be paid to do something so disgusting. And like he was so happy.
1: Oh, and like I've a-
0: peed on people and made them drink it. And- oh <laughs>
1: well, actually. Mm.
0: I'm such a good person to do that for because um. I know that most people that want to be pissed on and they want to drink it don't actually want piss. They want, they want to drink piss out of you, but they don't really want it to taste like piss. So I would drink like so much water before that I really like watered it down. It also helped me because I would be like a little piss shy.
1: Wow. It's a, I'm surprised you're still shy at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
0: Yeah. I, like I said, I do miss it sometimes. Like, I had a well, client who had almost, a very bizarre almost, It almost sounds
1: like a Christmas party that went out of hand or something <laughs> after everybody had, got drunk.
0: I had a client with a very, what I thought was an unfortunate fetish to where he was into fat girls, but he was also into ghosts. And so I only saw him for one session because I guess I probably didn't do a very good job, but he just wanted me to like blow on him and like whisper stuff into his ear and like put my hands like around his penis, but not actually like touch it. And I was like, that's such a crazy fetish. Like fat ghosts.
1: Wow. <laughs> that guy should just jerk off to like Ghostbusters or something. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh wow. I mean, I think he told me that he got his fetish from Ghostbusters. So what? apparently there's like a apparently there's like a scene where someone gets a blowjob from a ghost. I've never seen Ghostbusters. Isn't it a children's
1: yeah. movie? Or yeah, am but I it's confused? like a children's
0: movie from the 80s. So there's all types of weird shit in it. Did,
1: did I see the wrong Ghostbusters? Or <laughs> also or maybe I, he
0: lied to me. Man, maybe.
1: <laughs> Or maybe Gasper, like uh, the friendly ghost was more slutty than I imagined. Or something maybe. Like that. Wow. That kind of blows my mind. <laughs> but, uh...
0: but yeah, I had a client who, um, I had a client who was very old. I called him, a- I have like nicknames for all of them and I would call him ARP guy because he also got like a slight discount because he would see me every week. And um, he has erectile dysfunction because he doesn't have a prostate anymore because he had cancer. Oh. And he had to like, Use he had to put a needle in his penis to like make himself erect.
1: Ouch! And it was like
0: such a process. He said he'd never felt it, but I couldn't watch him do it because I'm afraid of needles.
1: My pe- penis is cringing right now <laughs> after processing this. <laughs> Ooh, it's good it's um, a spicy podcast today, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Sorry, I'm so blunt about it. It's I don't know how else to talk about it.
1: I mean. I mean, usually I'm the blunt one, so you 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 blow me out of the water, <laughs> man. It's, uh, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I, think, I think I have more respect for people who are just into feet now. <laughs> but um, I don't do feet, so <laughs> you don't? Why not?
0: I I think feet are so gross, and I don't Dude. like, mine. and I'm also very ticklish. So like, there have been times where clients would not warn me that they're in defeat, and they'll start to like they'll want to suck or like lick and i'll kick them in the face not on purpose but because you tickled me
1: feet (laughs) feet are such a easy way for like to make money they're they're so kind of
0: no it's not an easy way to make money it's such a popular fetish and so many people give away feet pictures for free like it's Mm -hmm. hard to make money just from feet pics
1: i mean compared to all the other stuff that you had to do if somebody like just want to touch your toes i'd be like yeah today is my jackpot yeah <laughs> wow so it's funny that you draw the line at feet <laughs> it's, it's one of them for to me at least one of the most well, also my feet
0: things. are gross my feet are not good
1: but that's what so. they. that's what they like that's what they <laughs> like so they would pay extra for that you know just <laughs> give me one with um extra, extra feed cheese, you know, and they'll charge $13 extra. I don't know. My least,
0: my least favorite client I ever had was um, someone from England who was traveling around. He was really, really rich. He was traveling around um, the earth following the band Rush. And he booked three hours with me. And in between having sex, he would make me listen to Rush songs. Man. And I went from someone who didn't care about Rush and now I fucking hate that band. <laughs> i had found out the drummer died like several months after his appointment with me and i was just like i'm mm. not happy but i'm not sad about this
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> man at least it wasn't like macklemore or something
2: I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh my <yeah>. goodness
1: <laughs> but, oh my god
0: i had clients very impressed with the fact that i read books so
1: <laughs> you're a prostitute and you write you read books oh my i god. know wow what do you think is um, uh, a stereotype about uh, people who do sex work that that isn't true that we're stupid is that a stereotype that you're stupid yeah I guess so. yeah in a way because people assume you that you don't have all the other options or talents
0: there's a stereotype I really hate that's a positive one that sex work is empowering and it just makes me so angry because I did not I did not think, and I don't think that sex work is empowering. I think that it's just a job.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Cause like, and I don't think that if sex work is empowering, that that it makes it better. Or if it's not empowering, that it makes it worse. I don't see why jobs, Mm -hmm. I don't see why sex work is one of the only jobs that you have to be empowered to do.
1: Um, but you but you also you don't you don't think it's degrading either right uh... i don't
0: but for some people it is i know sex workers who hate doing sex work and they think it's degrading to septic but they're in a position to where it's the only job that they can have and i don't think that makes them a worse sex worker for hating what they do and thinking that it's humiliating to do something that they don't want to do
1: yeah i don't think
0: it gives them any less dignity Mm -hmm
1: yeah that makes sense there are
0: people at my current job that hate what they do i don't think that makes them less pro-choice
1: i think it's i think it's mostly degrading if you don't want to do it right then it's degrading if you if if you suck someone's dick and you want to suck it it's not degrading if you don't if you don't want to suck someone's dick and you're forced to suck it then it's degrading right
0: yeah well like i used to be I used to randomly cry about being a sex worker and it was, I would be upset and I would express it to someone and they'd be like, you should just quit. And I'm like, I can't quit because I'm not in a position to where I can have a regular job right now. And I'm not upset that I'm a sex worker. I'm upset that I felt like it was my only option. Like, Mm. but the thing like you can't really, it's hard to express feeling disappointed with your job with people who aren't in sex work because they get very judgmental. And it's not just like venting about your, your office job, how you want to quit. It's, you say you want to quit people actually like push you to quit Mm.
1: i think that makes sense too yeah yeah Yeah, i
0: hate the narrative that it's empowering it really annoys me because i thought it was a good way to pay my bills i didn't find it necessarily empowering it did help me decide how i want to do like real life relationships but so you know
1: so so why do you think that that people think it's empowering where do they get the idea
0: because i think it's a reaction to people saying that it's degrading
1: yeah so like they, i think
0: people i think people want to swing all the way to the other side and say no it's the best thing in the world and mm-hmm. for a lot of people it's not the best thing in the world and i mm-hmm. don't think that makes it any less bad for them to do and i don't think it means that it should still be illegal just because someone doesn't enjoy it
2: mm-hmm.
0: like if i worked at target right now i would hate it with all my life but i don't think target should be illegal
1: I mean- Target, work at Target. Like.
0: I worked retail when I was, bef- the job I worked before I became a sex worker was retail and I would rather suck dick for the rest of my life than go back.
1: Somebody who has uh, done a lot of night shift in warehouses and factories, <laughs> I think I see your point, yeah. In a way, those jobs are often also degrading and nasty. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: And my whole thing is, even if I have a bad customer, like I only have one bad customer like, when I used to work retail, I'd have, like, 10 bad customers a day.
1: Mm, but they don't want to stuck needles in your boobs, I hope.
0: Yeah, well, I wasn't getting paid, you know, $10 an hour for needles.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fair, I guess. So, um, is there anything, um, I guess, one of the things I would also like, also like to ask, is there anything that you would like to ask, like, me? Maybe there's something you're curious about did
0: you did anything about did you change your mind about anything about sex work or abortion through talking to me
1: uh well i i think this was interesting when you said that it it wasn't empowering i think i i kind of agree with that you know and my stance on it is that um i think it's good if people are allowed to pursue I guess this kind of work if they're really really comfortable with it but at the same time it would be nice if they had like a I guess a line of support so that they wouldn't have to be alone because to me it does seem dangerous if they have to be have to be doing it all alone like on the streets I do I do think it would be nice though uh, yeah I mean when that, I used to
0: do sex work sometimes I would do it like with other people to where we would be working out of the same house but mm-hmm. when someone would get a client, like we would all stay and we would just go into a different room yeah so if anything were to happen we could like come in and be like
1: yeah i mean you know the the thing is you can't really trust the government to not mess up things right because when the government gets involved it often goes to shit so to say
2: yeah
1: but it would be nice if there was a regulating body that at least you know has people's backs so they do not have to be you know get murdered on the street to put it really bluntly in that sense, it could be useful to have like an, an organ, but you'd have to wonder about how you would manage such a thing, you know, without putting too strict legislation that's down people's yeah. throats, I guess, because then it can become oppressive quickly.
0: Well, and I think that fixing the reason that people work on the st- the reasons that people work on the streets is better than like legislating stuff, like mm-hmm. change those people's lives to where they don't need to do street-based sex work.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if, I think it's, yeah, the worst scenario is where you really don't have any options and you're stuck in it, I think. That's where it, yeah. that's where it gets desperate or that's where it gets kind of dark, right? Yeah. So, do you think clients uh, care about the welfare of the workers that they visit?
0: Some of them do, some of them super don't. Hmm. Like, I had clients that would try to not use condoms with me and I'm like, you're, first off, you're an idiot, but second off, you don't give a shit about me, mm-hmm. like,
1: some of them will also be like um, at least condescending towards what what do you need and what what makes you feel safe right
0: yeah well I wouldn't have sex with a sex worker without a condom because that means that she has sex with a lot of people without a condom and I'm not judging that but like that does leave you open mm-hmm. to like getting an STI I
1: mean I, I do you get yeah. um, I guess do you get also customers like um, I imagine some of them have a shitty attitude that they can do to you whatever they want because they paid right
0: um most of the time that's why I would talk to them over the phone because I would I would talk sort of bluntly over the phone about what they were expecting and like if they were demanding over the phone I just wouldn't see them it's mm-hmm. rare for people to change their demeanor mm-hmm. I've only had someone try to like actually rape me once um mm-hmm. and it was stupid he paid for a blow job and which was less than paying to have sex with me. And then he tried to force himself on me, but I was working at my boyfriend's place and he wasn't there, but um, his cat, his cat is weird. And will just like, it's like a human opening the door. He would just like slam into the door to get into this room. And I don't know if the cat knew what was going on because I was, I don't freeze up when stuff like that happens. I scream and I fight. Um, So I don't know why the cat came in, but he did. And it scared the guy enough to where he got off of me. And I was able to like sit up and stand up and be like, get the fuck out of the house um wow and then he acted like it was a misunderstanding and he's like and I don't need the money back and I was like yeah you have to get the fuck out um except I locked him in so I had to like walk him downstairs and like let him out so
1: awkward wow anti-rape cat
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> no he saved my life
1: <laughs> wow that's it's a, that's a pretty hefty story I mean you said yeah. it, it happened only once but only, that was the only yeah only yeah. once is one time too many you know
0: definitely and it definitely a uh, shook me up for a while after that because like why it's weird it's weird for someone to try to rape you when you're very if he had the difference between rape and not rape was like a hundred more dollars if he had paid more I would have had sex with him i mean you know what i mean like it's mean, crazy to like rape someone that would be willing to have sex with you
1: i mean the, the, the difference the difference is a hundred dollars the difference is the consent that comes with the yeah right? yeah
0: yeah no definitely no, but that's what i mean it's like yeah. it's so weird to rape someone who would it there's a way for me to consent
1: <laughs> yeah but but there there's no way he would have known without you asking you first right
0: yeah oh no but well except we did talk about it because he was i was like it's this much for this it's this much for a half an hour it's this much for an hour and if you want a quick visit to where i just blow you it's this much and he's like oh just a quick visit and like i make it very clear i'm just sucking your dick
1: (laughs) so if but if you both agree on it and he doesn't pay is is that the same or is it different
0: um to me that's assault i've only ever had that also happen like once or twice to where people didn't pay me um but that's another reason why i get the money up front Mm because the times when i didn't get paid i did not get the money up front.
1: So. so if someone doesn't pay, if you think about it, you, could you consider that rape, right? Or-
0: it, I would consider it, but um, I've also been raped um, outside of my sex work. So right. I consider it a different type of sexual assault, um, mm-hmm. but I do still consider it assault because the only reason I'm consenting to have sex with these people is because they're paying me. So once you take the payment away,
1: there that fucks no with process. my consent yeah that makes sense it's pretty hefty you I mean you in a way you had like some really I can understand why you say stuff like you you wouldn't consider you know dating some guys because it's hard to trust people after those experiences I think
0: yeah like I said I don't think women are any better I just didn't have those experiences with women so <laughs> do you,
1: you think know. it's do you think it's made you more mistrustful of people in general
0: um definitely
1: Mm-hmm. So you kind of see the gritty side of humanity don't you yeah. there's still people in the end but like it's the different side you don't get to see most of the time during the day
0: yeah like i've had clients that would phone sex me while there's like laying next to their sleeping wives and i'm like you have a wife a whole ass breathing wife mm-hmm. and like you should Sorry, the reason that men don't have sex with their wives is because they're gross and they don't pay attention to their wives. Like is my opinion. For most men, it's because they don't put effort into their relationships. Like a lot of my clients I wouldn't even have like sex with. I would just blow them and they'd be like, My wife never blows me. And I'm like, Yeah, because you don't wash your balls and you probably don't go down on her. Like the only reason I'm blowing you is because you're paying me. Mm -hmm. And I would never say that to a client, but like I wish men would understand that. Like their wives aren't assholes. You're just not a good partner.
1: <laughs> that makes sense.
0: Because I did get a, a lot of clients that would complain about not feeling sexually fulfilled. And I'm like, I think you're the issue here,
1: not her. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I mean, if if you go behind your wife's back to see a prostitute, yeah. I think you're definitely automatically you're the issue. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're the problem. Hmm. That makes sense.
0: But I have had fun. I've had threesomes to where the other person didn't know that I was being paid if that makes sense like the guy paid me but the girl didn't mm-hmm. and so it would be like an actual threesome because mm-hmm. they couldn't do anything that I hadn't already agreed to because like I could bring it up in front of their girlfriend or wife <laughs> so that was great
1: so I think uh in your life story I think we went through I think we went through most things didn't we I think so and um I see that we have um, two and a half minutes left in, if in the time, is there something you would still like to share with me or the audience, a message or ask me a question or something like that? I-,
0: I would like to give a message about abortion. Um, if you are someone who wants to give money to abortion, please don't give money to Planned Parenthood, not because they're a bad organization, but because when you give money to them, you're not just giving money to abortion, you're giving money to all their other programs. And that's not bad. But if you want to donate to abortion, you need to donate to your local abortion fund. That puts money in the hands of people who are getting abortions. So I recommend looking up the national, if you're in the United States, the National Network of Abortion Funds. They will connect you with your local abortion fund. If you're in Pennsylvania, donate to the Abortion Liberation Fund. They give thousands of dollars to our patients every month. And it's completely Mm donation-based. So that would be my message.
1: That makes (laughs) sense you told me about the abortion funds actually that's sounds like a charity worth donating to especially because they are trying to circumvent uh, you know the because a lot of
0: the money that AIL, the abortion liberation fund is giving is for transportation right now for people getting to their appointments because mm-hmm. we have all those out-of-state people and they are funding the out-of-state people too mm-hmm. they're a great organization
1: that makes sense I would like to say thank you, Emma, for being uh, so open about everything. Uh, I definitely learned a lot of new stuff about you. Also, some crazy stories that you shared. <laughs> I'm gonna be dreaming about it tonight, probably. <laughs> no, but um, just kidding. I- I'm I'm happy that you're at least so extremely open about it. But I guess that comes with the line of work, right? You have to be open. You can't yeah. be in denial about what <laughs> it is and what format and what shape it takes. So uh, I would like to say thank you being thank on, my pod-
0: on. Ah, Thank
1: you for having uh, me on. Thank you for sharing your story. I'm um, This was Bart Coppens, and um, this was the end of the podcast. Thank you, Emma. Thank Bye-bye. You. Bye-bye.